Hey everyone, this is Fernando Tibaio from the Porsche's metal band Moonspell. Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Gary Hall from Exodus and recently retired from Slayer. Phil from Violence here. This is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder. This is Christian from Lions at the Gate. Yo, 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 Igor Cavalera here. Hey, this is Charlie with Anthrax. I just want to give a shout out to Pedalton and Metal Radio, the podcast. The podcast to get all your rock and metal news plus reviews. With new episodes dropping every Sunday, make sure you tune in. Keep rocking with Pedal to the Metal. Check it out now. Keep it metal. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another exciting edition of Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. That's right. It's your main man here, Eddie Monster. Ready to rock out with all of you. We've got a great great episode lined up for you guys again we have two bands you should know artists we've got one unsigned band of the week we also have rock and metal news for all of you out there that love your weekly dose and believe me this week we are jam-packed we've got a lot a lot of stories to talk about in rock and metal news but right now i just want to uh take the time to really thank all of you out there that listen. It's true. It's true. It's damn true. Um, this show is nothing without without you, the listeners. And again, I just want to thank all of you who have stuck around. 125 episodes plus all the other madness we've done. Uh, thank you for sticking by. It's it's meant, it's meant a lot. Uh, of course, this has been a... Um, this has been a journey, and this is a uh, a journey of love. This is something that I, I just love doing. I love doing. And I had to refine the passion to do this again, and I found it. It got rekindled, and we're ready to rock and roll. We're ready to go forward, move forward, always moving forward, never backwards is always the deal. You guys know. Listen, we live in a life that is not guaranteed whatsoever, right? Nothing is guaranteed. Music is never guaranteed. Okay? Our lives are not guaranteed, and the people in our lives are never guaranteed. Uh, I recently, the reason I wanted to thank all of you for listening is recently I lost a good friend uh, who wanted, we were trying to set something up for him to be a sponsor on the show so it's hard to explain so he was going to be more on like if we were going to do the youtube show his company uh his vape company was going to be a sponsor uh, of the show and uh that was how it was going to work so i on the podcast side this side what what you're listening to right now not necessarily it was going to be more on the youtube side um you know, to put his name out, his name out there, the company. He was always promoting the podcast, stuff like that. He listened all the time. Uh, great guy, James was a great guy, and uh, an awesome listener, awesome friend. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, you know, he passed away, and uh, it's what life gives you. You know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, you start figuring out the older you get. You start figuring out your own mortality. And it's crazy because I remember being 20 and thinking like, fuck, man, the whole world is in front of us and ain't nothing going to take us down, right? Nobody dies. Like, what the hell are you talking about? At least nobody close to me dies. And then all of a sudden you get older and it's like, nope, that shit starts to happen. Oh, real quick, real quick. And then uh, it's kind of scary, but it is what it is. Listen, we're here. We're celebrating metal and rock music. We're, it's our love. It's our passion. We're having fun with it. we got to keep moving forward, never backwards, never in reverse is what I always say. But anyway, so if you want to follow the show, remember you can always do so by clicking on any of the links in the description below. That way you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're also on Thread. Which is a new, which is a new thing by Meta. I still don't know what the hell it is, but we're on Thread, so yeah, you can catch us on that. Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. Uh, do it. 
Why not? All right. It is time to get fucking pumped up because we're going to play you our first fucking bands you should know artist. And this one is a good one. Let me tell you something. If you love Carcass or Cataclysm, you're probably going to love these guys. It features a former guitar player of Nevermore and Annihilator. That's right. Curran Murphy and his new band, 72 Legions, which was formed in 2022 by himself and Devin Warwick on vocals and rounded out with Dan Gates on bass, Robert Quaid on guitar, and Colton Zeitler on drums. They have an EP uh, called the 72 EP, which was self-released back in January of this year. And they are planning for some tours and to follow up with a second full-length album. But nonetheless, we have them right here, right now. We are going to check out 72 Legions. And here's their track, Paradise, right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast.
is time for Rock and Metal News, presented by Eddie Monster. All right, Rock and Metal News time, everybody, and we got a lot of stories. One of our first ones is a very interesting one. So back in 1993, Creator of the Filth released a t-shirt that said, Jesus is a cunt, right? Own it. That's right, the bloody cunt. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, so it was a controversial shirt, let's just say, back in the day. I remember seeing it at OzFest when uh, Cradle of Filth came around. And, and even before then, I remember OzFest 98, there were people like, whatever. Uh, but nonetheless, things may have changed. So usually when an artist is... Uh, not I don't want to say ashamed, but when they don't want to do something anymore or be caught in something anymore, it's usually because they've had a change of mind um, or, you know, uh, uh, religion is now uh, a thing, you know, kind of deal. But this is a little different, and I understand completely, and uh, I'll get to that part. Uh, but he recently spoke to the Stoke the Fire podcast, Danny, uh, Danny Filth, and here's what he said. He goes, the thing about that shirt was that it was actually an, an, an anarchic statement. If anything, when we did it, it was it was like, who could you poke with a stick more than anybody else and it have an overarching effect? So, why not? You poke religion because that's going to piss people off. But here's the thing. So, they asked him... You know, during the interview, if he would ever wear the shirt on in public 30 years after its release. And the answer was simple. It was no. Here's what he said. As nasty as it is, I must admit, I would be uncomfortable wearing it now. My girlfriend, we went for a meal and she inadvertently put it on because it was chilly outside. She had cut. She had a cut down version of it, but there was enough of it. And I looked at her in horror like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Like, I mean, I don't want lots of spit in my food, you know. It's an awkward scenario, but I'm pleased we did the shirt. It was good fun. So that is a valid reason of not wanting to wear that in public anymore. It's not that he had a change of heart or that, you know, he's all religious now. It's just like, dude, I don't want people spitting in my food, you know, because they're going to see that. and They're going to be like, what an asshole, you know. And I don't blame them. You know, we do things when we're younger because that's what it is. Music, you know, music that is like this, it's always about trying to burn down the world. You know what I mean? And figuring out how you can do it. And sometimes that you know, it hits and it makes a statement. And then your band is golden for the rest of your life. Uh, anyway, so moving on. This is, uh, file this one under uh, shitty circumstances. I've never had appendicitis, right? But I heard it's it can be pretty awful. Uh, Comeback Kid guitarist was recently uh, hospitalized with a Jeremy Herbert. Uh, had to, you know, be hospitalized due to a severe bout. And uh, apparently he had to uh, go in the Canadian healthcare system. Uh, so for all of you that are wondering about the Canadian healthcare system, here we go. Sunday morning, I woke up feeling a little weird in my abdominal area, but I didn't think much of it. We had plans to visit my parents, so we went ahead with that. Throughout the day, I was running around with the kids, and by dinner time, I felt even worse. I decided to lie down instead of having dinner and felt that way for the rest of the evening. On Monday, I definitely felt worse, so after dropping off Jack at a summer day camp and Rosator daycare, I stayed in bed for most of the day. When Anzi got home from work, she noticed that I wasn't myself and convinced me to go out to the ER. She was already in the car with the kids, and as I, I was on, as I was on my way out, I sat down on the front steps, sweating profusely. She called 911, and the paramedics arrived. I was in rough shape when they got there, but I started feeling a bit better in the next 5 to 10 minutes. They checked my vitals and said there were no concerns, giving me the option to go with them or not. They mentioned the eight-hour wait time. Sitting in a chair until the early morning didn't appeal to me, so I opted for a walk-in appointment the next day, uh, the next morning. Tuesday morning, I felt even worse. I took the kids to their spots and immediately went to bed for an hour before my walk-in appointment. 
I forced myself up and got in quick. The doctor suspected appendicitis based on the initial exam and called Grace Hospital to let them know I was coming. I arrived and saw the posted eight and a half hour wait time. They had wait times for other hospitals listed. And while some were shorter, most were similar. Figured uh, it was best not to take a chance and just commit to Grace Hospital since they prioritized based on severity at a triage. Ended up waiting for about six and a half to seven, holy shit, hours to get a room. On Wednesday, about 16 hours after the CT scan, I went into the operating room. Everything seemed okay when I came out of the OR, but as the afternoon and evening progressed, my stomach kept bloating. It was as tight as a drum, looked and sounded like a giant watermelon. I also started running a slight fever again, but I thought it was normal. On Thursday morning, I had a doctor's visit, and they told me that my appendix had actually ruptured. Since the CT scan showed an unperforated appendix, it must have happened between the scan and the surgery. Within those 16 hours, they informed me that I would have to stay longer for them to continue pumping antibiotics through an IV and monitoring me. Anyways, that's where things are at. I want to make it clear that I'm not bashing socialized medicine. In fact, I'm actually a huge proponent. I just believe that it can and has been done better, considering that other countries have more efficient systems. Yeah, eight and a half hours is is a very long time to have to wait, especially when you're in excruciating pain. I don't understand that for the life of me, or why like some people would think that was okay, or or something like that. It's bullshit. Like I've never waited eight and a half hours in an emergency room in the United States. Talk all the shit you want about the United States healthcare system, right? Or at least the insurance system. You can talk shit all day about that. I mean, there's a lot to talk about if you want to talk shit. This is not the podcast to do it. But I'm just saying, I've never waited eight and a half hours. Just saying. Anything. For anything. For fucking stuffy nose, I've never waited eight and a half hours. You know, I broke an arm. Never waited eight and a half hours. Had, you know, similar symptoms... Of a heart attack at one point in my life, like 11 years ago, did not wait in eight, eight and a half hours for a doctor. Just saying, you can talk about the Canadian healthcare system and your socialist ways, whatever, socialized medicine. It is what it is. USA versus Canada. You get it. Uh, all right. So, nothing more. Had a huge opportunity, maybe, depending on how you look at it. But they had to drop off the Godsmack and Stain Tour because of a domestic violence incident that occurred with their vocalist. So uh, earlier in the week, uh, Johnny Hawkins basically had like really did some damage with his uh, his significant other, Kristen Gordon. Um. She was ejected from his vehicle. Let's just hear what the police report says. I was able to observe the surveillance video received from Muro. The footage is dark and somewhat clear, but clear enough to observe the incident. On the video, I observed a white truck stopping abruptly in front of 636 Melody Drive. Shortly thereafter, the passenger door opens and some items are thrown out. A few seconds pass, then Gordon violently falls from the vehicle landing flat on the ground the passenger door is then closed from the inside gordon attempts to sit up and appears to reach under the truck at which time the truck quickly accelerates running over gordon with the passenger side rear wheel the truck the truck's rear end can be seen raising up off the ground as it drives over gordon Gordon lies in the street, occasionally moving around until deputies arrive on scene. Let it be noted that the truck didn't return to the scene. So apparently, you know, the report goes on and says that she basically had a collapsed lung, broken spinal bones, and severe road rash. And this happened on June 19th. Hawkins was sentenced to 12 months probation with an additional 40 hours of community service. Now, nothing more has released an incident because this is costing them. They were about to go on a summer tour with Godsmack and Stained, so this is costing them, right? 
But they will return this September. Just saying. Uh, One terrible night does not define a person's entire life. Johnny has taken responsibility for his actions in his personal life. And he has been held accountable in the eyes of the law. We know Johnny better than anyone. And he's not a violent person. Clearly he's not. Just from what happened. Uh, We've never witnessed or seen evidence of violence from him him in any of his relationships. However... We have all witnessed physical abuse towards Johnny over the course of his most recent relationship. We have been by his side for the past year and a half, and we support the efforts he has taken to make things right. Out of respect for Godsmack and Stained, we have decided to remove ourselves from the tour that starts next week, as well as our shows in Albany and Cleveland, while we deal with matters that are very personal and private to the band. We look forward to seeing you on the road in September. I love like, you know, everybody always says anytime something happens, it's like, oh, we never saw, you know, one terrible night does not define a person's entire life. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, you know, I guess you could say the same thing about anybody that shoots up an area. Hey, one terrible night shouldn't define that person's whole life. Yeah, maybe you're right. Most likely you're not, right? A psycho's still a psycho. Obviously, Johnny's dealing with something. I don't know the full... I don't have the full story here. Obviously, we're hearing that uh, he has uh, endured physical abuse. And I guess there's only so much, uh, you know, a person can take. I'm not going to get into that part. But, you know, yeah, I mean... Man, I, I don't care how mad I am at somebody. I'm not running them over with a truck. I'm just saying. Just saying. Just saying. I'm not going to do it. It's not going to happen. You know what I mean? I'm not that psychotic. Uh, anyways, American Airlines has screwed up big time. That's right. They have lost $20,000 worth of Necrogoblicon, Necrogoblicon's gear. But offers them free luggage, right? So, uh, yeah, apparently they were at the airport. American Airlines lost $20,000 of their gear, uh, slapping them in the face. But here's what they said. Thanks, American Airlines, for damaging and losing over $20,000 of our gear. Let's hope we can still play our shows this week, you negligent pieces of shit, wrote the band. Uh, That was on their Twitter page. Uh, They were supposed to be on, like, doing this tour. With the dropout kings and summoning the lich. Uh, you know, American Airlines responds, let's help uh, with that kind of a message. Followed by a nothing burger of a DM that ultimately said, talk to someone else. And then the insane offer of offering the band free luggage in place of $20,000 worth of gear. This is according to Mel Injection. Uh, but the message reads, we apologize for any inconvenience in your travel experience. And to quickly resolve the, this matter for you, we are pleased to offer you a quality replacement bag from one of our trusted business partners, Rhino's Luggage. Please use the unique link below that has been created especially for you to pick your new bag. Uh, so, you know, Necrogoblicon obviously responds so after we filed a proper claim for the damaging of thousands of dollars of our gear american airlines has offered to compensate us with free luggage bags go fuck yourselves there you go good for you guys uh but right now you know they don't have their gear um and flying in america is a nightmare for them so yeah hopefully all this shit gets taken care of and uh, all this stuff is replaced. American Airlines, do the right goddamn thing here. You know what I'm saying? Do the right thing. Event Sevenfold's M Shadows is blaming technology right now and saying that it's killing metal and rock. That's what he says. He goes, there's a lot of vocoder and things we're doing on this record, but we're not using Pro Tools vocoder, right? We brought out the keyboards, we're singing into stuff, we're talking through the talk box. But I think as you do that stuff and you do all those new forward-thinking things in an organic way, I think it just has a knack to it that's very cool. 
One thing that I think, and I've said this on Twitter, and you get old man yelling at the clouds, I think technology overuse is killing metal and killing rock. Everyone's using the same samples, using the same tools to fill out the speakers. They're brick walling their mixes. The vocals pop, and it's way on top. The normal person that listens to that, they're like, this just sounds like one straight line of something, but it's not appealing to me because there's no dynamic. There's uh, no this or that. It all sounds the same. I think that's why bands like Tool, bands like System, they really stand out because there's so much dynamic. There's so much realness happening. I think there's a reason why rock has had a hard time translating. Some of these songs, I think, like, what would Master of Puppets sound like if the drums were quantized? Everything was filled out on the speakers. Everything was perfectly tuned. It would it just wouldn't have the same thing that make that it makes you feel. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a recording artist, right? I, I'm not a I'm not a studio engineer. I don't really know how to how to comment on that. I mean, is technology killing metal? I mean I I don't know. I think technology is a cool thing. I think used right, used properly, um, and creatively, I think technology can be a great thing. I mean, technology always gets better. I mean, you got to think about this for a second. Master, he uses Master of Puppets as an example, but they didn't have a lot of the technology back in 1985, you know, when Metallica was recording that album you know, to do a lot of things. So they were limited, right? Limited in everything they they could do. So uh but even uh the Metallica's producer has has admitted that James Hetfield tuned his guitars down on the record so they could be later sped up and in pitch. But whatever. We get it. We get it. Um trying to think on time here. Let's take a little break from Rock and Metal News. It's time to get into our uh, unsigned Band of the Week. That's right. We've got an unsigned Band of the Week yet again for you guys, and it's a good one. So for this week's unsigned Band of the Week, we had uh, you know a point where we went on to a couple pages, and we asked bands, hey, you know, if you want to get played on the podcast, we're looking for unsigned bands. This band reached out to us, and we're proud to have them on the show. Uh, they're coming all the way from California. We are talking about Lion Within Us. That's right. It's a project all about writing music people can relate to. In today's world, we need it. And I agree 100% with these guys. 100%. That's why we're checking out a brand new track that they just released earlier this year. That's right. Without further ado, it is time to check out Lion Within Us. And without further ado, here's their track at the summit. As always, remember, a link to follow them is going to be in the description below. But without further ado, here it is at the summit on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast.
right, rocking metal news time again. We're back. We got a story back in May. We reported on this uh, about this band Volvadonia and their vocalist Duncan Bentley, who tried to kill their drummer Tom Hughes. Yeah, needless to say, he's not in that band anymore. We we've we've said that, even though uh, Bentley denies everything that happened. He's an idiot. Uh, but nonetheless, they have announced that their guitarist, Lewandel, uh, I believe that's how you say it, Wandel Prusent, is their new vocalist. So Wandel joined the band back in 2020, and they are uh, Volvadonia's new vocalist. And here's what they said. We're extremely excited to finally announce our new vocalist, Lewandel Prusent. Lewandel joined Volvadonia as a guitarist, but has now made the jump to vocals, and we couldn't be more stoked. So they have a video of uh, him showing off his skills as well as uh, a sneak peek at new music that they're going to be coming out with. So you can check that out. And uh, here's a quote from Lewandell himself. Hey, everyone. So I've become the new vocalist of Volvo, and it's been a challenging transition, but I don't plan on letting the people who support us down. I am still the guitar player of this band and always will be. It just might take a while before you see me with one on stage again. Peace and love. So I'm happy. I'm, I'm very happy for, for Volvadonia moving forward. Uh, definitely a traumatic experience that they've had to deal with. So we only want to see good things. I am not a fan uh, transitioning to this story. I'm not a huge, huge disturbed fan. I respect a lot of what they did. And have respect uh, for them. But I'm just not the hugest Disturbed fan. Never really was. Uh, But I'm starting to become a fan of David Draymond for a couple of reasons. He's got some uplifting words for anybody that suffers from depression. Uh, He said, people classically have viewed depression as a weakness. Now, why can't you use logic and reason and the beauty that you're surrounded by in your life to dispel what's happening to you? It's because it's not under your control. Logic and reason don't respond to it. You can make all the sense in the world. What's happening to you doesn't make sense. It's no different. And I've said this on numerous occasions, and it couldn't be more true. It's no different than cancer. You don't have control over cancer. It eats away at you from the inside. It, uh, I don't think I can't even say this. Metastasizes, if you allow it to. And you can't be blamed for depression or addiction, even for that matter, any more than you can for contracting cancer or some other debilitating disease. You don't want it. You're not asking for it. You're not too weak. And that's why you succumb to it. It's out of your control. So I got to give him props. You know what? He is making a good point. Depression is something that we need to talk about. Mental health is something we need to talk about as well, just as much as anything else. Because things are getting out of control. We're losing people that that we love and and whatnot to these various mental illnesses and stuff like that. So it's a viable, viable comment. Uh, He even addressed in St. Louis, here's what he told the crowd. A reason to fight. We all need one. The demons that are known as addiction and depression are very, very real. They are diseases no different than cancer. You can't see depression can't see addiction it festers inside it uh metastasizes takes over your body and mind and your soul and i don't know about you but i'm tired of losing everybody i love to depression and addiction every single band member on this stage has dealt with those feelings with those demons and i miss the friends that we've lost i miss chester i miss scott and i miss chris obviously he's talking about chester bennington scott wyland and chris cornell And he says, and if I can be completely honest with you, a couple months ago, I almost joined them. Addiction and depression can happen to anyone, ladies and gentlemen. No one is immune from it, no matter how beautiful their life may look from the outside. No matter how blessed they may seem, it's out of our control. Now, by a show of hands, how many of you, you know, all right. And he tells them to keep them up, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to comment. Great words. I loved it. I loved it. You know what I mean? So a lot of props, a lot of respect. All right, so now we're going to speed through this this next part because these are all about tours and various bands 
you know, creating music. Uh, so big announcement. Porno for Pyros has announced their first U.S. tour in 25 years. That's right. These guys have not toured in a while. If you don't know who, who Porno for Pyros is, I don't know. But it features, uh, I don't want to say shame on you. I'm not going to say it. But it features Perry Farrell of Jane's Addiction, guitarist Peter DiStefano, bassist Martin Lenoble, and drummer Stephen Perkins. You guys all know who Stephen Perkins is. All right. So the band, which initially uh, was just supposed to be a replacement thing for Jane's Addiction at Welcome to Rockville, has now been like, no, nah, we're going we're gonna to do this. Uh, and anyway, so the tour starts off on October 8th in Wheatland, California. And it runs all the way until November 20th in Austin, Texas. So if you want, make sure you check that out. All right. Uh, and other news, Tesseract is uh, has announced as well. They're streaming a new single. They've announced an album and they've got a tour as well. That's right. Tesseract is streaming War of Being. So you can check that out. That's going to be uh, that's the, that's the title track. Of their new album, which is going to be coming out on September 15th. That's right. And uh, War of Being has been an all-encompassing for us since late 2019. This is according to Amos Williams, who's the bass player of the band. He also says, after I return home from filming Portals, I find myself in such a deeply introspective headspace. The scale of work and reward from the project kind of set this up to be inevitable. We simply... Had to try and see how far we could take a concept album with Tesseract. So the band is also um, going to be going on tour with Intervals, Unprocessed, Alluvial, and the Callus Day Boys. Uh, it starts off October 5th in Charlotte, North Carolina, and runs all the way to November 13th when it ends in Nashville, Tennessee at the Brooklyn Bowl. There you go. Uh, periphery has also announced a tour. That's right, expanded tour. Uh, November 4th in Anaheim, in Anaheim, California, with Pliny, Archspire, Thomas Giles, and Mike Dawes. And that runs all the way to November 18th when it ends at the Worcester Mass, uh, the Palladium in Worcester Mass. I should have said it that way. I'm from, I'm from Mass. Uh, anyways, so make sure you check that out. <clears throat> Let's see. Dying Fetus. That's right. Has announced a new album. And they're touring the U.S. with the Acacia Strain, Despised Icon, and very, very more. But they've got a new uh, new single called Feast of Ashes, which is coming off of their album Make Them Beg for Death, which is due out September 8th. So make sure you check that out. And make sure you check out their U.S. tour. It looks like it's going to be fucking awesome. It's with the Acacia Strain. Uh, Despised Icon, Creeping Death, and Tactosa. It starts October 17th in Cincinnati, Ohio, when they play Bogarts. And it runs all the way to November 18th when it ends at Ramshead Live in Baltimore, Maryland. So make sure you're there. All right, Mashuga has announced a U.S. tour with In Flames and Whitechapel. That's right, make sure you get your fucking tickets for this. It kicks off November 21st in so at when they play Soma in San Diego, California. And it runs all the way to December 16th when they play in Laval, Quebec. In Quebec. All right. Megadeth has also announced a, a little mini tour. I don't know what this, this, this little tour is, but it's only five dates. That's right. They're playing with Biohazard. It kicks off. On September 15th in Grantville, Pennsylvania, and runs all the way to September 23rd when it ends in Plymouth, Indiana, when they play the Plymouth Motor Speedway, which is pretty cool, if you ask me. Uh, Carnifex has announced a U.S. tour as well, and it's with Signs of the Swarm to the Grave in the last 10 seconds of life. I like some of these names people come up with. Uh, anyways, the tour kicks off October 11th in Tucson, Arizona, where they play The Rock. And it runs all the way to 11-11 when it ends in Los Angeles, California. So there you go. Make sure you check that out. And uh, listen, a lot of people trip over Ozzy and what he's saying. Ozzy basically announced recently that he wanted to return to the stage. Unfortunately, 
uh, he can't do it, and he doesn't want his performances to be half-assed. So, can't do it. Uh, but anyways, Judas Priest has been announced as his replacement for the Power Trip Festival, which place, takes place on October 6th through 8th in Indio, California, which also hosts a million other fucking festivals, too, that all seem to run from there. Uh, Upon the Stone. Upon Stone signs to Century Media. That's right. If you love Upon Stone, they have signed with Century Media, and they've said uh, we are beyond elated to announce our signing to Central to Century Media. The label's commitment to releasing music from vital new artists, coupled with their undeniable legacy as the global gold standard for all facets of extreme metal, makes this partnership incredibly incredibly exciting for us. From unanimated to insomnium and dark tranquility, Century Media is the obvious home for melodic death metal in 2023, and we're honored to be a part of it. All right, Mike Gitter also commented saying, Upon Stone stands out for re-energizing influences from the early Scandinavian scene with an authenticity and intensity that's undeniable. They're bringing back some of modern metal's most important influences. It's a sound that's deep in the label's history that Upon Stone makes lethal again. There you go. Some badass shit right there. Uh, blood Claw. Uh, blood Incan... I don't know why I was going to call him that. Blood Incantation is back in the studio and they're recording a new album at Hansa Studios with producer Arthur Ritzk, who you may know he worked with Municipal Waste and Power Trip. Uh, we don't know when you can expect to hear it, um, but the band apparently is hoping as soon as possible. But you'll just have to take their word for it. You know what I mean? <clears throat> All right. Gate Creeper is also in the studio. That's right. Gatekeeper, Gate Creeper. My God. Uh, is in the studio. And they're, uh, remember, they're working on new material with dismembered drummer Fred Etsby. And now they've announced that Kurt Ballou is also working with them as well. So this should be pretty badass, let me tell you. Pretty badass. And they're telling you that this shit is going to be heavy and that you need to expect it. So, Stained has also announced uh, they've got a new single out called Cycle of Hurting. And they've got an album uh, called Confessions of the Fallen. It's due out September 15th. You can check out the single and some of the pre-orders that are available while they go on tour with Godsmack, uh, which starts July 18th in St. Louis, Missouri, and runs all the way to August 13th in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, when they play the American Family Insurance Amphitheater. So that is all for rock and metal news. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed. It is time for our last Bands You Should Know artist. And we want to end the show with some kick-ass metal. That's right. If you love New Wave of British Heavy Metal, then you're going to fucking love these guys. If you love Saxon, you love Iron Maiden, you love Satan, you're definitely going to love these guys. They're coming all the way from Newcastle in England. I am talking about the band Millennium who have a new album called The Sign of Evil. And we are so proud to play them on the show. This is some kick-ass shit. I love New Wave of British Heavy Metal. It's the stuff that inspired Metallica, people. Get it out of your head. Get it into your heads. But without further ado, what are we waiting for, right? Let's play this shit. I want to thank you guys all again for listening in week in and week out. We try to play kick-ass metal as much as we can on the show and some kick-ass rock occasionally. But, listen, without these bands, this show is nothing. Without you, the fans who listen, we are nothing. So without further ado, here they are to end the show and take us out on a kick-ass note. This is Millennium, and this is their track, There Is a Devil, right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. (laughs) 